Welcome to Linda's Keys to Academic Success. In this episode, we're talking about a new program on campus that is connecting students of color to vocational exploration opportunities and community partnerships. The Leaders of the Line program focuses on structured workshops, peer mentoring, and network opportunities. This will help create a better sense of belonging on campus, which will also improve retention and graduation rates. Stay tuned to learn more about this exciting program on campus. This is Linda's Keys to Academic Success. Join Linda Hatfield as she speaks with Muskingum University students, faculty, and staff about the resources and strategies to help students succeed. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is brought to you by WMCO and the Spring 2023 Media Seminar Class at Muskingum University. First, we're going to speak to Malik Stewart. And Malik, thank you for joining us today. Of course. Thank you. Can you just start out by telling us your title and just a little bit about yourself and and what you do here at Muskingum? Of course. My name is Malik Stewart. I am the Associate Director of Cultural Engagement and Inclusion. Uh, That is a new position. I'm the first one to have that position here. I've been here for about six months, started in that September, October-ish time. Uh, I work with uh, Valerie Smith, who is our director of culture engagement and inclusion, and we serve all of our uh, students of color, international students, to make sure that that transition here and to graduation is fulfilled. Okay, so th- you addressed a question I had as to what was the what is the mission of that CEI office. So you did tell me that. So that that's good. Um, moving on issues of social justice, cultural heritage, and diverse perspectives, which which you do that. So today we're going to be talking mostly about the leaders of the line, which is a new program. So can you tell me a little bit about how it came to be on campus? Absolutely. Um, thankfully, we have some great people here at uh, Muskingum University who write a lot of grants. And we were able to obtain this grant after writing it from NetView. This NetView grant has granted us uh, the great responsibility, I would say, to look after our black male students and looking at them in cohorts as a freshman, sophomore, junior and senior cohorts and make sure that they we are doing things to help them progress uh, every year and within the academic year. Okay. So I have worked a lot with NetView. I was part of an advising group and have gone to several NetView conferences. Just for those that don't know what that acronym stands for, it's the Network for Vocation and Undergraduate Education, and it's through the Council of Independent Colleges. So um, I've learned a lot about of, about what NetView does, and this is this is one of the um, the great things about NetView is it it gives money to universities who are trying to do things that that can really improve the lives and the academic standing of of students on campus. So, tell me some opportunities that participants in the Leaders of the Line have taken part in so far in this new program. Absolutely. So we have, I would say, two different departments within Leaders of the Line. We have our mentorship program where we have seniors who are mentoring our freshman students, which has been wonderfully wonderfully successful. Um, and that has gone on since the inception of, of this academic year. Then we also have uh, 
some career development, some development just for our overall students, looking at um, vocational opportunities, looking at just the holistic person as a whole uh, for our for each cohort. So every each month we have focused on a different cohort, January being our senior seniors, February being our juniors, March being our sophomores, and then this month uh, as in April being our freshmen, which has gone gone really well as well been able to bring in some speakers and have them speak on um, different topics just to to progress our students and know where they're going in life. And, and just um, as a as a highlight, I think we're going to be talking to some of those students and one of your your guest speakers later in the podcast, Correct. which is exciting. Um, I understand that with you, you pair the an upperclassman with a, a new student. How, how does this partnership work? Um, how do you how do they pair up? How do you know who to pair up and, and what do they do together? Yes, there's. A lot that goes into it, but we try to make it simple, of course. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of feedback that we have gotten from our senior mentors, looking at who would they like to mentor, who they, do they already have a connection with, whether that's through our extracurricular activities, whether that's through just mutual friendships, hometowns, whatnot. And then we kind of look at personalities, look at our first-year students on what their needs are and what our mentors have to offer. But mostly it's looking at what our mentors feel comfortable with, what our mentees feel comfortable with. And and our selection process, although it probably has not been the most rigorous thing, it's been something that's been very, very helpful. And that's really worked out so far. Good. So I know that the the NetView grant has been really, uh, has brought this program here. So far, just, we're going to talk more later in the in the podcast, but just, how do you think it's going so far? Do you think it's being successful? Yes, absolutely. I think we will have data come out probably sometime in May uh, that we kind of look at and look at our demographics and see how they have progressed through the program. I think it's been wildly successful. It has over-delivered for some students, and and those measures can't, can't be even spoken upon as of yet. But uh, there's more to come. I think as successful as the program has been, I am greatly enthusiastic about where it will go, where we'll go in the, in the years to come. Okay, so don't go anywhere because you're going to come back. We're going to talk to two of the the um, students that are involved in the program, and then uh, we'll bring you back. Absolutely. All right. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 1030 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. Hey Muskies, it's Dr. Hilton from the Department of History here at Muskingum. I want to encourage you to utilize student drop-in hours. It's an opportunity to make sure you're on track to having academic success, to ensure you understand class material and upcoming assignments, and to have a conversation about how class is going. So stop in and see your faculty. Listen to season two of the podcast, Linda's Keys to Academic Success. The podcast focuses on ways for students to excel in college. You can find previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. That's Linda's Keys to Academic Success. All right. So we are here with with two of the the men of the line, the leaders of the line. And um, I'm here with Justin Jones and Cedrice Bennett. And um, so I'm going to be asking you some questions, and I, I actually may have you asking each other questions. Who knows? 
We'll, we'll just get crazy and see how it goes. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey here at Muskingum. You are, you are the mentor in this situation. Yeah. So my name is Justin Jones. I am a senior. I hail from Cleveland, Ohio, but I currently reside in Macedonia, Ohio. Um, I went to Lawrence Upper High School, which is a little private high school um, in Northfield, which is about, I would say, five minutes away from my house, my hometown. Um, how I got here, um, I was actually originally coming here to play basketball. Um, I played for over 10 years of my life. Um, and one of my teammates that I played with, he graduated two out up uh, two years ahead of me. Um, he actually ended up graduating from here. His name was Christian Mana. Um, I was going to like come and check this school out because he went here and he told me how like wonderful of a place it was. And I was just like, okay, why not? I'll check it out. Um, I remember having the the tour way back. I think I want to say it was spring of 20, 2019. And um, it was just like, and I, I like this place. I didn't check any other college out. Like I applied to five others, got into all of them. But this was like the one where I felt like I want to be here. It's not too far from my house. It's about like a two-hour drive. But it's also like, it's also close enough where if I need to go home for like an emergency, I can be here. So it's okay. a little bit about me. All right. So one thing you didn't tell me, uh, what is your major? What do you? Oh, mean? I'm a sports admin major, and I'm also uh, I have athletic com as my minor. And if I choose to, I can get a communications minor as well next semester. Talented young man, you that you are there. All right, um, Cedrice, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, my name is Cedrice Bennett. Um, I, my major, I intend to do uh, nursing. Um, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, um, but we ventured out because I am a, um, I'm a military kid, so we've been everywhere. So I've been to like uh, North Carolina, California, um, Colorado, Pennsylvania, and then um, and then I live in Maryland right now. Um, I came here because um, so I had a football offer in um, Georgia. And I didn't take it because it was like, okay, well, because it was like a prep school. So I was like, I want to go to a university where I can, you know, still do my sports and then still do um, and then still have a good education. So I came here because it's the number one nation, uh, number one nursing um, nursing program in the in the state. So I was like, why not? Like, we definitely have to come here. Um, and then I picked up track. So, I mean, now I'm doing, you know, both sports. It's really cool. It's really great. Um, yeah, I. I I think it's pretty cool being here. You know, it's he helped me out. Justin helped me out a lot, you know, trying to fit in and try to get me to be like, okay, well, this is like, I could be kind of comfortable here. So, I mean, yeah. And also I'm six hours away from here too, from home. So, I mean, it's not that far, but it is kind of far, but it's not that far. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with what you just said. So, Justin, what do you think you did to make Cedrice feel more comfortable here in Muskingum County, rural Ohio, when he's been all over the world, how did all over the country anyway? How did you how did you make him feel more comfortable? Uh, just trying to be like a big brother to him. I mean, I know, like when I first came here, I didn't really have like that person to really look up to. So when this like program started, this was like a perfect opportunity for me to be that type of role model. Um, trying to interact with him. Um. I make him like I make him dinners and all that stuff. Actually, <laughs> yesterday um, we had 
had like a big little dinner um at their at their dorm so um just trying to give like that home sense since I know he's so far away and being able to give back is just something like that's part of my personality I'd rather um somebody else like happy first rather than me it's it's just how I grew up and how my parents took care of me so I'm just trying to do the same thing that they're just great, and and I'm gonna have to learn more about this dinner thing. So, <laughs> um, so so, do you feel like either one of you can answer this question? Do you feel like Leaders of the Line is is a needed program on campus? And if you do, why do you think why do you think that? Um, well, you want to go first? I, I can go first. Uh, <laughs> I I think the program is definitely needed because um, I mean I know there's not really many uh like African-American students like down here. And if they are, they're mainly here because of sports and not really anything else. So it's kind of just like a way of getting them like out of their comfort zone and making sure that they feel like they're also like needed and welcome here as well. I don't want them feeling like ostracized or anything like that. So it's being able to get them come out, hang out, socialize, meet new people and building those connections, which will help them uh, later in the future trying to get um jobs in their like profession so true um i think leader of the line is definitely needed because like like you said like coming in you know we're in a rural area and you know some people like there's a lot of people from different places like florida and studies and things like that so it's like coming here it's like kind of kind of scary because it's like you're not used to everything you feel like you don't fit in so then when you have brothers of the line it's like you have mentors and they help you out and like you have other mentees like kind of relate around and stuff like that so it's like a little family like even though we have like our separate mentors it's like it's like a big family all together because we're always all together with like we have big events um and i think it's just that um yeah you just don't want to feel ostracized and it's this is a great time i think this is a great time for especially our black men to all come together and you know have a great bond and at least just have fun and try to relate as much as we can so the the mentor mentee has must been have it has benefited both of you i can see yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um tell me about some of the other experiences um that they've offered through leaders of the line like speakers and things and and i i noticed from the people that were that followed you here there is a, a big group of of men here that are supporting each <laughs> other tell me a little bit about that um well i know like the programs that we do have, um, one of them I know we had recently, I think it was, I want to say last month, um, we had like two speakers come in and they were like telling us about like financial like information that, I mean, not everybody knows and like how to build up credit and all that stuff for when we need to like get a house or purchase a car or anything like that. Um I know I remember one of the things that one of the speakers was talking about, uh, like when you get like a credit card and all that, um, use it for like small like purchases, but like make sure that you pay it on time. Like one of them, I actually do this like currently right now is like I use my credit card to pay for gas so I can build that credit up. And I know it's like not too expensive to purchase because I don't put any like more than like $20 on that card like each time because <laughs> I'm not trying to run that up. Um and then, like, having motivational speakers come in, um, one of our, uh, I hope he's going to be a mentor in the future. Um, his name is Julian, and um, his cousin came in and told us about, like, his little backstory. And, like, he's, I think, 
26, if I remember correctly. I'm like it. Um, but he like graduated like high school early and finished college early, and he's got like his own um, his own like business and stuff. Like all at this like age, like we're. I mean, I'm getting to that. I'm only about four years like behind that. So, and he's got that all accomplished, and it's just it's crazy to see like how much he's accomplished in him being African-American is like, it's empowering to us because I mean, some of us don't even believe that we can even get to that area, let alone just be where we're at right now. So, Well, I'm telling you, I could talk to you for another hour because this is really interesting to me, but unfortunately our time is, is up with the two of you. So um, I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for sharing your story about being a mentor and a mentee in the leaders of the line. Well, thank you. Linda. <laughs> thank you. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10.30 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. Hey Muskies, it's Dr. Hilton from the Department of History here at Muskingum. I want to encourage you to utilize student drop-in hours. It's an opportunity to make sure you're on track to having academic success to ensure you understand class material and upcoming assignments, and to have a conversation about how class is going. So stop in and see your faculty. Listen to season two of the podcast, Linda's Keys to Academic Success. The podcast focuses on ways for students to excel in college. You can find previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. That's Linda's Keys to Academic Success. I'm back, and I am with Malik, and we have another guest that has joined us, Ramon Davenport. Um, and um, you are speaking, Ramon, you're speaking to the leaders of the line this evening. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and um, why you're here and part of this program? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I'm just grateful to be here. Um, you know, when I got that phone call, I said, oh, wow. You know, I haven't been back to Muskingum for a while. Uh, I'm a graduate of 1998. So... I've seen a lot of things uh, when I got off, uh, got out, you know, off the highway. I said, wow, this place has really took shape. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, back when I was here, it was a college. Now it's a university. So uh, that's showing my age, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, currently um, I reside in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, when I was here at Muskingum, I was a communications major. Um, and, you know, I graduated from Muskingum uh, in 98, and I got my first job right out of college, and it was in education. So I don't know how that happened, but, you know, I took the job because I needed to pay, pay some bills, and uh, I've been in education almost 25 years now. Um, I uh, actually uh, managed the largest charter school in, in Ohio. Uh, you know, it's called Don Community High School. And I've been doing that for a while now, and I've also have branched off to uh, manage other charter schools in the state of Ohio. Um, so I'm on more of the business side now. Um, I've been a principal, I've been a superintendent, but now I'm on more on the business side of education. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's been a very good, you know, blessing for me to kind of see how education is going um, and, you know, to still be part of the education. Okay. I, re I read your bio and you do work with students at risk. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, how does, and Malik, you can chime in on this as well. How does our, our men of color here in the leaders of line and students of risk, how do those two topics and, and two things go together? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I could say, you know, a lot of, a lot of the students um, that come, you know, they, they probably are in, you know, the inner city. 
Um, and quite naturally, you know, in the inner city, you know, uh, there, there's, you know, quite quite a few issues, you know. Um, not saying that it's not like that in the suburban or the rural areas, but um, in the inner city, you know, you have a lot, you know, you have a lot of things that are going on. You know, a lot of the schools are underfunded, um, you know, uh, less resources that you, you got to work with. And so a lot of the kids, um, they come from that background. Um, and I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of them venture up to uh, Muskingum University just like I did. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm floored by, by this program uh, that Malik is heading up because um, I didn't have this when I was here. Um, and so uh, just, just having a mentor, somebody that you can kind of call when you need, you know, to talk to somebody is, is vital to, um, to, you know, making it into, you know, uh, a place that is outside of the inner city. Ditto everything that that Mr. Ramon said. I think obviously we want retention rates to to go up with with our students, and when we talk about at risk students, I think not only Muskingum is alone in this, but universities across America, our black males are not matriculating and graduating at the rates that they should be. We know, and we hope that this program helps greatly in that in that area. But this is the first step um, to making sure that that our black males are are graduating and being part of the long magenta line. I, I love, I would love to see that. So um, in my job, I work with, um, I'm an academic coach and I do work with a lot of African-American uh, black, black men coming in my office. Mm-hmm. And I know from what Sadri said um, that sometimes he feels like, you know, there, there aren't a whole lot of people that look like him mm-hmm. on our campus. Mm-hmm. Now, I noticed that students of all colors, and especially after COVID, are really struggling with when it when something gets hard, mm-hmm. they they kind of want to give up mm-hmm. um, this this being able to cope with the the hard things that are happening. Mm-hmm. How do you see um, leaders of the line and speakers um, coming in? how How do you see those things helping them with with this issue? Absolutely. I think. We all want a sense of home. We all want when things get tough to go back to our home base and recalibrate and just get back to to a, a sense of of safeness. And that's what we're trying to create. I think this sense of safeness, this sense of home, this sense of uh, just male bonding and, and male safeness and secureness is what a mentorship is is designed to create. Um, to have people that look like you, who know where you come from, who really can identify with you, and really understand more than anybody else what you're going through at this campus in particular is what the mentorship brings that, that we hope to, to keep going to have somebody like Ramon who can come back and really say, Hey, I've done it. And this is who I am as a person again is, is something that's unspeakable. It's something that I don't, I don't know who else could, could, could do that. So, so huge thanks to Ramon to even be able to come back and, and really put himself and see not only where someone is after they graduate, but can really give them the blueprint on how to do this. That sense of belonging is is very important, and I appreciate that the leaders of the line is building that and building in that resilience that our men of color really need. So I appreciate. Thank you both for thank being for being me. here with me today. Yeah, absolutely. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10:30 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. Hey Muskies, it's Dr. Hilton from the Department of History here at Muskingum. I want to encourage you to utilize student drop-in hours. It's an opportunity to make sure you're on track to having academic success. 
to ensure you understand class material and upcoming assignments, and to have a conversation about how class is going. So stop in and see your faculty. Listen to season two of the podcast, Linda's Keys to Academic Success. The podcast focuses on ways for students to excel in college. You can find previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. That's Linda's Keys to Academic Success. As we wrap up the second season of Linda's Keys to Academic Success, um, I always try to wrap up the the episodes with talking about how our guests and, and the things that we talked about tie into the keys, Linda's keys to academic success, those 13 things that, that we talk about throughout the whole podcast. Um, I think today's um, guests all kind of, um, first of all, focus on knowing about and utilizing campus resources because Leaders of the Line is a resource. It's a new resource, but it is a resource that um, our our CEI office found a need for and then found funding for and was able to bring it to fruition. And I can tell already that it's having a, a big impact on campus. I think also each one of these these guests in in their version of what they talked to me about, purpose drives motivation. Why are you here at Muskingum? So each one of them had a different reason for being here, whether it was sports that brought them here, a friend um, brought them here, that kind of thing. They And they ended up here. And as Sadri said, you know, it, he not, al- not always found someone, a, a lot of people that look like him. So the ability for leaders of lo- the line to tie these people together, to give them that sense of belonging, that can help them and drive them and drive that motivation. They, I, I liked having Justin and, and Sadrice here together because they – they talked about how their conversations and their dinners and their, you know, just their bonding created. It made Cedrice feel a little bit more uh, at home here. And I knew Justin feels at home here, too, and in, in from what he said. So all of that goes together to really drive the motivation of what are you going to do when things get hard? What are you going to do when a grade, uh, a class is difficult and the grades aren't uh, what you want them to be? So... Having this resource on campus is is really um, a great benefit to our people of color on the campus. Um, the The other one I'm going to tie in is evaluating. You know, what did you learn about yourself? I can tell that Justin. You know, he's in his last last semester here, and so he's he is taking what he learned about himself and sharing it with Justin, or, or sharing it with Cedrice, I should say, and. Um, being able to see what you're learning and take it and move it forward and to move you into your future is going to give both of them and the other people that are part of the leaders of the line, help them find their success that they're looking for. So we're closing this up. This is the end of our second season. And I just thank you all for joining us this season. Um, We have talked to some really really interesting people on campus that are finding their success using the keys to academic success to push them forward using their resources. And I think Muskingum is a good place to be if you want to find academic success. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is produced at WMCO Studios at Muskingum University by Seth Roseberry and Kaylin Shalosky as part of the Spring 23 Media Senior Seminar class. Host Linda Hatfield is an Education Support Specialist at Muskingum University. 
She teaches Keys to Academic Success, a class to help students dig into skills, tools, and strategies to help them focus on academics and find success in college. Linda has a master's degree in library and information sciences from the University of Pittsburgh and has been an educator for over 25 years. Any reproduction or use of this program without written consent from WMCO is prohibited. Thank you for tuning in to Linda's Keys to Academic Success.